Catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Guys, it's about the time where we get to talk about how you are doing. It's about the time we get to talk about your well-being, your state of being. I mean, this year, a lot of things happen from recession to inflation to people losing their jobs. And some people lost their loved ones. And uh, you know how you write a list of resolutions? What do they call it? Resolutions, right? Yes. Yeah. For the year. For the year. And... Yeah, looking at the the old year in hindsight, people tend to have a bit of mood swings about things that have happened. And of course, we can't take away the fact that some people are stylishly struggling and trying to smile at the same time. And when you go about asking them, how are you doing? Are you okay? (laughs) The answer is always, yes, I'm fine. I'm okay. And it's... uh, it's a, I think it's an African thing. Tony, what do you think? Um, so I think we've gone through a lot of things. And, you know, the only thing we can hang on to is, it's fine. Because at the end of the day, sometimes, sometimes it looks like, you know, even the person who's asking you, are you fine, can't really provide solutions to... Oh, he's not know. really interested in the answer. It, it, that, that could some, be, that could be another, that's like another that. angle. And uh, if you look at uh, Africa uh, culture... I think there's an unspoken rule that encourages people to just keep your personal problems to yourself. I mean, don't allow the neighbors to know that you're going through a lot. You must not break or you must not be vulnerable to an outsider. It's just like a lot going on that you have to deal with and keep within yourself. And... And joining us today to talk about everything mental health, of course, we would like uh, somebody who is very strong and very passionate about this issue. And we have with us Debbie. Um, how how do I say the surname now? No, I think Debbie. She how do I introduce us? Debbie, how how do I say the surname so that I say it right? How do we say the surname? Hi, Debbie. Hi, my name is Debbie Absalom Lighter. Can you hear us clearly? Yeah, I can hear you clearly. Okay, nice. So, um, before before we jump straight into the conversation, I uh, would like you to just introduce yourself and, of course, do yourself all the honors. I mean, spread your flowers everywhere and let people know who you are. Okay. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Debbie Absalom Laika. I'm an entrepreneur. Okay. Just that. <laughs> No, I'm an entrepreneur and a mental health advocate. I'm also passionate about mental health mm-hmm. and creating safe space for women. I like that. Because even according to the report that we're taking, uh majority of uh, the people who suffer mental health issues are women. Uh, overview, we're looking at over 100 million of people in Africa suffering the issues of uh, around mental health and 60 million people that are suffering a majority they are women they are women in general so I like the fact that you advocate for mental health and you also advocate for women in the society 
but before before we we start asking you questions around how your advocacy has been and what what's been going on, I like uh, to put my guest in a very good mood because I can see your voice is kind of very laid back. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. So on a scale of 1 to 10, how are you feeling right now? Um, let's say 7. Ooh, yeah. 7 sounds good. But your voice sounds like, if I give you a number now, it's be like I'm being <laughs> wicked. Eh? Debbie, seven, 7 should give us like a bubbly voice. You can hear how very loud my voice. You know when you want to talk to somebody, you're, there's this excitement in your voice. So I want to talk to you. Do you want to talk to us? Of course, I also want to talk to you guys. Okay, so uh, my second random question is going to be, uh, what's the most memorable thing someone has said to you about uh, your self-expression? Um, uh, okay. It I could like be good or bad, just let us know. But it's memorable. Yeah, okay, I like the fact that someone woke up to me and told me that he liked the way... I'm, okay, naturally, I'm a good kind of person, I'm a very calm person. And I'm also a shy person at the same time. So I get to get confidence once in a while. So okay. whenever I get, when people that know me, so when I get to get comfortable and when I get to get, mm-hmm. it's kind of like surprised because I'm not the kind of person that talks too much. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I don't talk a lot actually, but I, I'm more of a listener than mm-hmm. I talk. So. I can sense that actually because your voice is kind of very laid back. But because of this show, let's drag you out of that your comfort zone. Please, can you increase the volume of your voice? Thank you. <laughs> okay, okay. Sure. How about now? Can you hear me clearly and louder? Yes, clearly. So you can tell me what the comment was. Okay, the person who like he likes the fact that I am I'm a straightforward person. Once I don't like anything, I don't like it. When I don't want to do anything, I don't do it. So I'm a very straightforward person. So the person will up to me and tell me that he likes the way I'm being straightforward. Because other people can be very corny considering the situation at hand. So he was like, Yeah, so like the fact that I was being straightforward and that has been mark for me because so that made an impression with you and also encourages you in other situation where you're about to be shy to just just be yourself, be outspoken, be direct, be straightforward. I like that. Yeah. So my third question, which is these are random because these are not questions around mental health, because I really want to know who I'm talking with and of course uh, before we have the conversation, check up on you also. Uh, what drove your interest into being a mental health advocacy, considering the fact that you're a shy person, you like to very to stay reserved, and uh, you still find a way to also use your voice? What really drove your interest into being a mental health advocate? Okay. First of all, I would like to say this. This is the first time I'm seeing this. Nobody knows. I was a victim of mental health illness. I suffered from mental health. Oh. Yeah. But how are you faring now? Yeah, I'm, I'm faring... Okay, I'm faring good. Okay. So, um, Debbie, did you seek help? And how did you um, get around managing it? Okay, at first, I thought of seeking help. But asking for therapy, people always call thousands of nurses for me. And, of course, I couldn't afford that. So... 
most times I'll just I'll cry. I'll cry myself to sleep. I don't sleep. I don't eat. I like I, I just I was just a shadow of myself. I lost my mind totally. Like I don't even know what I was doing. I thought of committing suicide countless times. Like so I tried to get help for for therapy and they keep calling millions uh, thousands of naira for me. So I was like, okay, what can I do? And I'm this kind of person. I don't. I like even my family. Like I don't. I don't go and tell people this is what I'm going through. I need help or this 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 how I am. Like I tend to hide whatever I'm feeling with a smile. So people tend to feel like okay, maybe yes, she's perfectly fine. But deep down, like nobody knows how I feel. I'm. I always lock myself in the room, cry out. Like I don't have any. I I can't. I don't have the courage to walk up. Even my mom, my parents, my I have siblings, my siblings. I I couldn't have the courage to walk up and tell any of them that this how this what I'm going through. I need. I couldn't even talk to someone. I was just talking to myself, thinking of ways to commit suicide and all that. So, basically, yeah, I searched through the internet ways on how to help me. And you know, once you are going through mental health illness. You are not supposed to be alone. When you are always alone, you tend to think of a lot of things. So I went through in through the internet. I and I searched ways to prevent it. Mm. First of all, was that I shouldn't be alone. I should always be surrounded with people. And naturally, I'm this kind of person. I don't like crowd. I don't go to places that are crowded with people. So even when I'm with my family, having a family time, mm-hmm. I always like I always share my shine away like i always find a place to just be alone and maybe with my phone or like that so i tend to like okay let me be around people be around friends hang out with friends so that when you're around people you have things to talk to people will make like you you have conversations that will make you forget what you're going through so the first thing was that i tend to hang out with a lot i with my friends i was even shying away from them i don't hang out with them i'm, I'm always alone So the first step that I took was allow myself be around people. Allow allow myself be around people, talk to them, like have other conversations and all that. Mm-hmm. Also helped me in coming out from that shell. And the second was that I should do what makes me happy. I I'm a fan of good music. I love I love music. So anytime I kind of feeling down, anytime I, anytime that feeling keeps coming. I tend to like okay. Let me listen to some cool music. I listen to cool music and all that. I think I have a lot of lot of um, questions for you. Um, they might seem a bit personal, but it just it's just a way where you can actually use uh, what happened to you to be able to help others out of what they are going through right now. Uh, first yeah. question would be: uh, is, is there a way you can trace back to how you? got into this state and the second question attached to it would be when you were going through this state what were the things or um happenings around you that were affected by your state of being okay first of all what threw me that to that spot was that mm-hmm. what and this kind of person i have a lot of friends so i turned uh, one morning i just wake up And turn around. All my friends, like all of my friends, are doing well. Mm-hmm. Like, like, all, like, okay, I have three best friends. One of my, one of one of them just graduated from school, got a job. The other one, like, all my friends were kind of doing well. 
like I was just alone like I was not really doing anything for myself so I kind of felt I felt like I felt like a loser I felt like okay all my friends are are doing well and I'm just here and coupled with the fact that I was listening to what other people are saying like people were be like mm, all her friends are doing well she's just there like so it kind of get it got to me I was like okay what what people people are saying all my friends are doing well and people are just gossiping about me and all that so I was kind of I I then I, I gradually I started falling into depression I was like cuz it's basically I would say it's peer pressure mm. I felt maybe because my friends were doing well I too I have to be doing well at that same time I didn't know that everybody has his own time yeah so at that time I was kind of I was just feeling down I I disabled my social media all so that I can because the the kind of friends I have always when they when they not I'm not saying this as a at the point of jealousy mm-hmm. or anything but I'm um, the kind of friends I have you feel like any any good thing that happens to them they put it on social media okay. so I even when they don't tell me I see it on social media and I it kind of I it, it affects me so mm-hmm. at some point I was like okay. I keep seeing this on social media not just my friends just my my age group like people around me not just not just my friends people around me are all doing like I was just I just felt like okay nothing like nothing is working for me I'm just there people are doing something with their lives me I'm just here so I was like okay first of all I keep seeing this on social media so why don't I just delete my social media and like get myself back like know what I really want start something for myself At that point I was I, I was just kind of thinking that okay I'm just not going to just sit and wait for miracle to happen. So and the, that was the part that I didn't really it was at the end that I got to understand all those things. So I'm just kind of thinking that we always sit down and wait for miracle to happen. I don't go and get what I want. I always wait for things to happen to me as my as my comfort zone. So I had to activate social media. And when I I'm this kind of person I'm always with my phone I'm a social media person. So when I got this at this social media I felt completely lonely and I'm this kind of person that I don't talk. I don't talk to people around me like what I'm feeling. It's only when I go to social media I see things I like like I I laugh out like comedies and all that. So when I had with my social media I felt completely alone. I felt like ah uh, uh, my life really depend on that social media thing and that's the thing or what. So aside so aside deactivating <laughs> your social media and yeah. uh, noticing that you had a bit of challenge just keeping up with your friends, FOMO was coming in, you were going deep into depression. Uh and you mentioned that some of your friends got job. You, did you get one? Were you working yeah. at at the time? I wasn't working at that time. Okay. So, but other functions which maybe in relations with families or maybe religious uh religious um setting were you kind of affected by other people in that setting like families like what you got involved in? Yes, I was kind of being affected by my family, not my my not my immediate family, but yeah, my family like my uncles and all that. I was kind of being affected. 
<laughs> but they're asking you questions because I know for me, I'm a single pringle. Whenever I come around family, they're always asking, when are you going to get married? When are you going to get married? So that kind of question could kind of have an impact on someone's mental state because you don't even know what they're dealing with. And sometimes they could ask you, so why don't you have a job right now? And this your mates, yeah, they've gotten a job, they bought a car. Was there anything like that being thrown at you that made you feel like my family is affecting my mental health right now? Yeah, actually, my parents are, are, are the most understanding people. So my parents didn't, I, I was not really affected by my own parents. It was mm-hmm. just my uncles and all that. They would be like, when, whenever they get to visit us, they be like, "When I get married, or oh, can't you see your friend? She, 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 she got a job." Actually, my parents wanted to stop. Want me to study a particular course, mm-hmm. and I didn't study that course. I went for what I like. Mm-hmm. So they, 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 my uncles kind of were rubbing it to my face. They'll be like, "If you have studied this course, you'll be like working like your friends, and you're just here. You're, you're done with school. You don't have anything doing. You're just sitting at home. No, no husband. No." No work, so it it was kind of affecting me. How it was getting to me, I was getting the pressure from people outside and also my close family too. Were kind of putting the pressure on me. I was like, ah. So I was gradually falling to that part. And you know, the funniest thing is that I didn't realize it. It was later on, like I didn't realize I was having that. I, it was I was going through mental illness. I, I thought maybe it was just the pressure and everything that's making me think all that. But then I got I still social media and I was searching i got to realize that yeah i'm battling with this and if care is not taken i might just because I've, I've thought of ending my life countless times and this thing happened within the frame of three months hmm. i thought like so yeah wow um so because sometimes we have um, people in our circle who actually go through these things and we don't first of we don't even we can't even recognize that these people are going through these things. Um, you know, we post on social media, we tag them, you know, and, and things like that. You know, how do you think we can recognize people in our circle, people in our families, people, you know, in our streets, people in our circle? How do you think we can recognize people that are going through, you know, such similar um, uh, mental um, illnesses? And how do you think we can, um, you know, like help them or, you know, help them get out of it? Okay, so how we can detect the presence of mental health? Uh, for me, one okay, one one of the process is that the, the person has excessive anxiety, worry, and fear. The person was kind of feeling. I of course I felt like I felt I was I was always sad. Even when I have a reason to be happy, I'm always sad. I'm, I always feel hopeless. I always I'm, I'm just. I have just no reason to be happy. So, of course, the feeling of sadness and hopelessness is there. And mood swings. This minute I'm happy, the next minute I'm not, the next minute I'm losing my mind. So, yeah. Extreme mood swings, rapid moods, and excessive anger. Anything can trigger your mood, of course. Anything, anything can trigger that person's mood. What's what's the best way to start up a conversation with someone who you know has like Which that? Yeah, like what's the best way to say you know let's like start start because anything can literally just make the person to just you know go off. Okay, um, first of all, you know you have to be a safe space. Let that person know that you're always there for him. Let that person. Be, okay, for example, me, like I, I'm I'm more closer to my 
I love Lisa. So she can't, she she kind of like even though we are more closer, there are some certain things that I can't tell her because I feel she's going to judge me. Or she feel like yeah you are you are supposed to do this or you know what is right or wrong or so that you have to be a safe space for someone. We are we are humans and we are all not perfect. We make mistakes. Everybody's want to make mistakes. So you have to be a safe space for someone. Make that person know that he's always there. You're always there for him. Make like make that pe- person feel comfortable. Okay, somebody cannot just come and walk up to me and ask me, "Baby, are you fine?" And I'll and I'll start telling him my problems. No, it's not everybody that will open up to. So you just have to be that safe space for someone to be able to open up to you, because man, you, you, there is no way you can help a person going through that or let mm-hmm. him. If he doesn't speak up, you you can't help him. You can't even go and say you can't force it and say okay, yeah, you are going through mental health and you must like you know it's only when the person is ready to speak that you can help him. Um, I like the fact that you said uh, you can talk to somebody who is a safe space, and some people don't find their safe space in their close surrounding. They te- they tend to seek help. And one of the challenges you mentioned at the start of this conversation was the fact that you were trying to get help, but they were kind of very costly. How did that make you feel? Like thinking about how the basic health issue you can't afford it as a Nigerian or as an African. You don't have these things at your disposal to help you stay alive because you're struggling for your life while you're dealing with your uh, mental health issues. So how did that make you feel? Actually, it it kind of it kind of added to my own problems too because be like. When when you see online, people will be like, when you are going through a lot, when you have mental illness, you mm-hmm. go for therapy. So it, they make it look like it's only therapy that could help. Mm-hmm. So and I try reaching out, and they were kind of called. How can how can a therapy like call fifty k for me? Like how that like, is too much. So I feel therapy should be affordable, mm-hmm. but, but it shouldn't be that expensive. At least therapy should be affordable for everyone. Yeah, because in the economy and all that, but it should also be affordable. I mean, I feel you, Debbie. I, I would be a liar if I sit down here and act like I've not actually dealt with my own portion of uh, this depression. It's like breakfast is going around. I mean, uh, we all have different things we deal we deal with. It might not be the same as yours, but most times we get to experience that draining emotions, that overwhelming feelings or just wanting to withdraw yourself away from social gatherings and all of that stuff. And I remember seeking help also. And I was told that I should pay per hour for consultation, Tony. You have to pay 20K. So if your matter is long, (laughs) (laughs) imagine being depressed that you don't have money and they're asking you to bring money. It's just kind of crazy. So, Debbie, I understand how you you actually felt uh so aside talking to families and all were there other ways you were able to seek help aside deactivating social media which is also one way to go about it uh talking to somebody with a safe space is there any other thing you did to help yourself out of that situation yeah like i said i'm this kind of person that i always sit at my comfort zone and wait for miracles to happen mm-hmm. you know some of us some of us fall into depression and um, mental illness because we always feel, yeah, this is supposed to happen to me. Like, like we are supposed to go after what we want. It's like, like we are also we are meant to suffer. 
I saw family this morning. This kind of person that I always, I don't know if I should say this, but I'm this kind of person that mm. always get everything I want at my comfort zone. So when things were not working out for me, I, I, I was when things were not working out for me, like reaching out to me at my comfort zone, I felt okay. Mm. I felt not. I felt hopeless. I felt like nothing. So some some people fall into that kind of that kind of phase in their life because. They, they don't work for it. I work. I work. Like I work to. I work for what I want. Like I have now. Mm. So and I can. I can probably say that I work everything my way. I didn't seek for anybody's help. I didn't do anything for me. I'm this kind of person that always lean on people, waiting mm. for people to help me. If, even if okay, okay. For example, I wanted. To, I want to go and have my PVC because I don't want to go and go through the stress, pushing and all that. I, I had to look for somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody there. That could just help me do things, you know. Mm. So there are some certain things that we just have to go out of our way. Oh, it's just because we suffer small, we say, ah, no, this is not for me. No, it's, it's like nothing good comes easy. So like you just have to be strong and go for what you want. According to what Tony said earlier on on the show, he said it's called building resilience. <laughs> Tony, why are you pushing the mic to me? Wasn't that what you said? You can, you can probably have a good uh, explanation to building resilience. So for me, right, for me, I think that um, when we fall, we learn from, you know, the failings, you know, the insecurities, mm-hmm. you know, like we learn from these things, right? Um, and even though these learnings will not be enough to withstand the next storm like <laughs> totally <bad> enough <laughs> it won't be exactly enough mm-hmm. but it'll be good to learn first of all and then use it as some form of block right for the impact of the next thing and also know somewhere at the back of your mind that no matter how hard the next thing hits you no matter how hard it hits you um even if it knocks you out whenever you wake you know from it you would stand up, pick yourself up and continue or start wherever, you know, wherever, even if wherever is zero or minus zero, you would just, you know, have like that encouragement to always just Your continue. resilient spirit will push you well, keep you going. Well, I don't know if you are dragging me for this one, but yeah. No, no, no. I, I mean, it's a normal conversation. We're all just talking about this. This is a real life issue right here. And of course, uh, there are people you talk to about being depressed or having to deal with issues that are affecting you emotionally, physically, and psychologically. And they'll just be like, get over it or go and pray or I rebuke it for you. I reject it uh, in Jesus name. God forbid. Have you, have you ever come across someone like that, um, Debbie? Yeah. Okay. I have this, I have this close friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the guy I was, I, I, I just started, okay, let me like, since we are close, mm-hmm. let me try talking to this person. Like, let me try like, okay. So I tried having a conversation with him. I was like, guy, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I think I'm having issues. Like I'm, I'm depressed. He was like, ah, depressed. Yeah. If they give you one million there, I'm like, you're not depressed. <laughs> but, but, wait, wait, wait. I'm not trying to be cynical or support him, but you know, majority of us, let's say Nigerians, I'm not going to generalize what? Africa, but majority of Africans suffer the same issue. Majority of us in Nigeria, credit allowed could actually solve a big portion of our problems. Do you know that? 
Yeah, that's true. So most times people take for granted these issues because they feel like it's because we are all broke. That's why uh, maybe my brokenness is not as bad as your own. But I'm sure if you see money, you will be fine. Was that how that made you feel or it made you feel worse because money was not your issue? At that point, yeah, money was kind of, yeah, if I had money, yeah. Money but was part. Yeah, money was part of the issue. But at that time, like, if, if I was giving money, yeah, I'll be a little bit fine. You'll be a baller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be a baller, but but still, I needed, I needed, I needed mm-hmm. to start something. I, I needed to start from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And the one thing with mental illness is that it doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. Once you have mental illness, it's 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 it can creep up on you. Yeah. So even right now, I like it comes once in a while and goes. But mm-hmm. like I, I kind I kind of have a way to like okay whenever whenever it comes, I have this. I know how to treat it. I know I know ways to go about it. But if I'm starting to feel depressed, I know what to do. I know where to go. Like I know who to talk to. So yeah. I mean, I'm sure your friend too is kind of young, not old, because when we look at the age gap, the baby bloomers, uh, they picked up from their own uh, parents' generation, because in the past, African people are like, you must not say that you have mental illness. It's like more saying that you're already mad, and you know that that's not exactly what is wrong with you. You probably just needed extra attention and... uh, maybe some form of treatment, but they don't believe in such. And now in this generation, we have the Gen Zs and uh, the millennials actually pushing their emotions forward. They are at the forefront of letting you know that, no, at this point, I'm overwhelmed. And the fact that people can actually now put a word to their um, feelings. You can now say, okay, I am depressed because of I am overwhelmed from doing this. This particular things or what you're doing is making me anxious do you understand people now have a word to describe their emotional state and how they feel psychologically and how it's affecting them oh i can't come to work today because i am not really okay and those kind of things you see the young ones are the ones pushing it the young ones are the ones uh, trying to advocate for people to speak up and of course to take away the stigmatization about the um mental illness how does that make you feel seeing that people are speaking up these days and people are actually saying it's do, no sometimes when you go through these things you feel like you're very alone mm-hmm. in that period so how does it make you feel seeing young people young stars like you just out there expressing themselves and letting people know that this issue is a serious issue and should be paid attention to um Actually, you know, men- mental illness can never be fought alone. Mm-hmm. You can fight mental illness alone. It has to be a, a society, circle of friends, or your family. Mm-hmm. So most, why most young, for why most young people fall into that kind of phase in their life is because of the peer pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, the, with the way the world is turning into right now, you be like, you turn your life. Maybe you see this person has bought a car. You turn your right. Maybe this person has bought a house. You turn it's like. Everybody's just trying to show off. Like, everybody's just trying to... Pressure is getting worse. (laughs) Debbie, is that not it? The pressure is getting worse. (laughs) It's getting worse. So, some people... Some people will be like... 
okay, yeah, I, okay, I also want to do this. Mm-hmm. I want to do yeah, just like me, like okay for me. I used to be like, okay, mental health, mental health, like, but I've never been in a situation where I got to talk about how I experienced, what I've experienced. I'd be like, um, you should talk to someone, talk to someone. But when you talk to someone, now your mother don't don't cast the that too. You get when you when you try to talk to someone, they'll be like, they will. Not telling everybody people are not what's going on with you. Yeah, people are not creating safe space for other people to be comfortable to talk about okay mm. for example when i when i when i come when we see yeah, yes mental health we should talk about our mental health we should talk to someone mm-hmm. maybe i don't okay i can't be able to like come out and say okay this is what i'm going through when i when i get come out and say this is what i'm going through i feel i encourage other people to be like okay to be comfortable and talk to someone around them yeah so i used to be that kind of person that um I, yes i'm an advocate for mental health but i i'm always scared because I don't want to tell people of how I feel, so that I won't be judged I won't, or under comment to be like going around and all that. I'm always scared to come out and say this is what I've been through and all that. But like, you see me talking you know, like talk to someone, talk to someone. But I'm scared. I'm, I was scared to talk to someone. I, think. I, I like the fact that you mentioned your fears around uh, being vulnerable to people around you, but. Um, I was asking in terms of not feeling alone, seeing that other people are now speaking up. Do you think that as Nigerians and Africans, do you think this is giving more exposure to the issue of mental health? Because not just in family, among friends, like you said, there's pressure in your in workplace. Probably people are seeking promotions and they are not able to get their new staffs are coming in and just going or older staffs that they work with are topping them. I'm just giving scenarios where people fall into feeling very low and having someone speak and express, ah, that's how I'm feeling now. I've been dealing with this, but I've been dealing with it personally. I've not been, I've been struggling alone. Just seeing that young people like you of the same category are coming out to express themselves and uh, be vulnerable. How does that make you feel in terms of advocacy? Actually, it makes me, we are getting there actually. So is there anything you'd like the government to add to that? So when young people speak up, what would you like the government to do? Okay, I would like the government to like okay for therapy. You know, mm. it's not everybody that could be able to like like it's not everybody that will be able to like talk to someone close to him. Like you said, it's not everybody that someone close to him is their safe space. Mm-hmm. So the people would like to go for therapy. Th- therapy helps actually, but I feel therapy therapy should be affordable. Like I said, mm. it's not most people that will be able to deal with mental illness on their own. I struggle so hard to deal with it on my own. So it's not everybody like that strong or that 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 can be able to do with it like that. And mental illness cannot be put alone. I mean, some, some some people will still have to get prescriptions because yeah. they are so deep in it and they they really need money or availability of the drugs. Yeah, so I feel the government should look into the therapy section and make it affordable for people to be able to afford it. That that's really good. Very direct and. Um, I'm sure you've thought about this. It's a real-life experience. I'm just thinking, do you know any um, tech solutions that have, been prescri- that have been prescribed by maybe a friend or just when you were doing your internet search? Because uh, Internet of Things have really helped people in connecting with not just people around them, but 
but people around the world. I mean, you were able to get um, help or direction to how to heal because of the Internet of Things. So are there other tech-related uh, solutions that you actually took? Um, not really, apart from shuffling the Internet. Mm. Yeah. For me, I know that there are a couple of videos on YouTube that also help. Uh if you search for one, the algorithm has actually been so good these days that what you search for is what you see. If you want to be pressured in life about like what people are doing and what's going on around you, you will get influx of that kind of uh, post coming at you. So if you go on any social media platform and you seek help, I think the algorithm favors that kind of search. And also, uh, there is this, uh, uh, it's an organization now, NGO, Ngovo. Yeah, Google Health is also there. It's an app that you can download on your phone. And I also have one, um, Edspace. Edspace help you like when you're having anxiety, when you find it very hard, like you're feeling those kind of feeling that gets you to feeling like I don't need to be alive. Edspace kind of help you into that meditative um, um, exercise, like helping you breathe helping you like just slow down because everything seems to be fast-paced when you're struggling. So Headspace is also another app I've used. I decided to ask you just in case that people listening, they can maybe follow trail with what solution you were able to gather. Okay. Yeah. So uh, thank you so much for your time and of course uh, opening up about this because I know it's not an easy conversation to have. Uh, we appreciate your time and uh, also I would like to since it's Christmas and you're you're feeling like a seven. Are there any gifts coming in or things you're hopeful for before the year runs out? Mm, yeah, yeah, lots of things I'm hopeful for. So, do you want to share? Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe let's make it a surprise. Okay, oh, surprises. Um, okay, is there any, uh, if I'm to give you a gift, I'm not giving you, I'm just saying, <laughs> because before I become indebted to Debbie, if I'm, if, if I'm to ask you, what tech gift would you like for yourself this season? Uh, okay. It could be anything, it doesn't have to, it could be maybe a shoe that you don't have to wear, it wears itself. Or maybe a glass that can see the future. I'm just saying, but let's come back to reality. What tech gift would you like to get this Christmas? Actually, I didn't really have... I'm open to gifts, so anything. Ah, I like this one. She kept the expectation very low so that she cannot be disappointed. In case case you want to send something away, you're not saying, ah, this one is too oh my, any nothing, that, is, nothing too is too small, nothing is too big. Nothing is too she big. Send it, it everything. So um Debbie, you you know you mentioned earlier that you uh a you know you like music, right? So if we're going to do a um you know Debbie's playlist top ten or top five, you know, for the year twenty twenty two, the songs that have actually um, been great or the songs that have done you a lot of good this year, um, what songs will make your playlist? Okay, I'm a fa- big fan of hip hop. Okay. So, and uh, I'm a big fan of David. I love Nigerian music. So, yeah. I'm a big fan of David. Is there anyone but, in particular from the hip hop uh, genre to David's music? Is there any particular one that's been stuck in your head? 
Okay, I have this song Electricity by Davido and Phil. Mm. By yeah. Bonnie Frequency. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Can you sing? Can you sing? Like, me, I'm very bad at singing, Sha. I'm also bad at singing. <laughs> you get, we are just vibes. You just enjoy everything and move on. Yeah. Okay, so what other songs, what other songs would you say would make your playlist? Okay, we have this Fireboy Bandana. Mm-hmm. And um, which again, which again? Um, Chris Brown under the influence. Mm-hmm. But to me, Aria Star Rush. And what is the Ashake Terminator? All his, all his mm-hmm. album actually are nice. Yeah, I, I wanted to add that there surely, there surely, surely you like we come on, man. If you had not added Ashake, I'd have been no, come on, come on, what are you talking about? <laughs> All right, is there anyone you'd like to send a shout out to this season and uh, maybe leave a goodwill message for people listening uh, before you share your social media handle in case people want to interact with you? Okay, I would like to say this to anybody going through a lot. I know, I know, I know someone is going through a lot. I know someone felt is feeling like giving up. I know, besides it's end of the year, so a lot of people are feeling like I've not me. But like when, when I entered this year, I kind of wrote the things I wanted to achieve. So I know, and I've I've achieved maybe like let's say three, and it's okay. So you don't really have to, yeah, people will be like, I've not achieved anything this year, it's the end of the year, blah, blah, blah. A lot of people have achieved a lot and I've, I haven't. So uh, it's okay for you not to, uh, maybe it's not your year. Mm. It's okay, it's okay for you not to achieve whatever you, you plan on achieving. But when the right time comes, you will surely achieve it. And again, you should work towards that. You don't have to just sit at home and waiting for a miracle like me, oh. Change your ways. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you don't have to always sit and wait for miracles to happen, go out of your way, go out of your comfort zone to always make what you want, to get what you want. And of course, add God to your plan because we are planning, and also God is planning. All right. God over everything. Thank you so yeah. much, Debbie. Your social media handle, you haven't given us that one. So people would like to interact with you and share. I mean, you're an advocate for them, so they might like to get in touch and uh, feel f- like sharing their pain with you because you kind of understand. Do you mind people sending you messages like that? I don't, I don't mind. Uh, you can consider me a safe space. Okay. So you can always reach out to me when you feel like talking to someone. I'm so, always there. All right. So what's your social media handle before we run out? Okay. My social media handle is Harmony Official. Harmony Official. Yes. All right. On all social media platforms, right? Yes. All right. Thank you so much, Debbie. It's been a great conversation. Thank you, too. It's nice talking to you guys. At least, even when I get to share this part of my experience, I, I feel I've, I've lifted a body and I feel, I feel so happy. Aww. <laughs> Aww. We, are, we are glad that we could spread this uh, kind of... Um, 
information on this platform. I mean, it's not all about tech, tech, tech. Sometimes you have to um, also get into the human experience. Uh, looking forward to more things from you and wishing you all the best from Africa Tech Radio. Do have a great holiday. Thank you. Thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.